2: They get really detailed and specific on people's houses because our houses are a mirror of our own energy. So it's always really fascinating what comes through on a design element or where people should put certain furniture. It's wild.
0: Welcome to Being Home with Hunker, a podcast where we explore the idea of home, not just as a place where you live, but as an expression of your identity. I'm your host, Lori Gunning Grossman, Editorial Director at Hunker. Today on the show, we have Natalie Miles, a channeler, psychic medium, author, and podcast host. As a channeler, Natalie connects with spirit guides, or whatever label you relate to, such as the universe, higher power, source, and so forth. I first heard Natalie a couple years ago, and since then, I've attended a few of her courses and events. Her work in helping people tap into their intuition is transformative and fun and liberating. I love her podcast called The Doorway with monthly energy forecasts, and often when I take walks, I listen to her recorded activation series, also called The Doorway, which helps people connect to their own intuition and inner guidance. In this conversation, Natalie shares how she believes that everyone is intuitive and that we're all receiving intuitive guidance every day. On the topic of home, she shares how she's moved places when she's received that intuitive hit from her spirit guides, and how she's used a paper map and pendulum to help find aligned places to live. Natalie also says she can tune into people's homes. She gets shown the spirit of the energy in a home. She can also tune into the land and see how or why it needs to be cleared or attended to. She even gets messages about where people should place furniture, decor, or plants. So be considerate about where you move them because it turns out that our plants have opinions. We also talk about how we are in an eclipse season right now and what that means. Think big changes, transformations, and expect the unexpected. She says that between now and 2026, 2027, it's a powerful reset time for our planet and for ourselves. So let's welcome our guest, Natalie Miles. I have to tell you, I am so excited to talk to you because I am a fan of yours. No, <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. It's exciting. <laughs> yes. So I first want to have you, if you will, talk about what you do in case people are not familiar with you yet, because I know you have many professional hats.
2: Yeah, I'm a channel, psychic medium, intuitive, writer, storyteller, podcast host, author. Yeah, all the hats. Yeah, but the main overview thing that runs through all of them is that, yeah, I channel, which basically means I connect to what do you label as as well? The universe, God, source, spirit team, whatever label that you like to use, higher power, whatever <laughs> label that you relate to. Yeah. And I connect to the collective energy and um, share what wants to to be shared about what we're experiencing as individuals and the collective because what we experience personally, we're also experiencing energetically as a collective and so what I've loved sharing and how my work has really grown and shifted as I've stepped into it is that um, I can write something or share something on the podcast and you know, everyone who's listening to is like, oh my God, is she talking to me right now? Because that's exactly how I feel. And so it's been really special to witness the
0: growth in that. Yeah. And how did you first discover your gifts? Yeah. So my mom's psychic, my sister's
2: psychic grew up Having kind of weird dreams and seeing things and feeling things and looking back, it's only when you look back, realizing I was, you know, really sensitive as a kid with emotions and feelings of walking into a room or knowing things about people. And when I was 16, my mom invited me to a psychic circle in the UK when I was living in the UK. And she was like, come, just come and see what it's all about. And that was the first time that I ever gave a message to someone. Um, was at 16 and I was like, wow, oh, okay, cool. This is fun. I can do this. Mm. And then, you know, life takes hold, 20s take hold. You hide your gifts and you get a proper job and all the <laughs> <all laughs> things. And yeah, and then life transpired and I ended up moving to Canada on an intuitive hit. It was very much, I'd been living in London 10 years and it was like time to move, time to go. Let's do this. And I got back into psychic development, back into using my gifts. And I had a mentor who said, you do know you're going to be doing this full time, right? And I was, to be honest with you, I was working in film um, as a producer, production manager, AD. And I was like, really?
0: Really? and life transpired and here we are oh my gosh here we are i love this so much and i want to get back to your having an intuitive hit as to where to move to but first i want to ask you this so you said your mom was a psychic and your sister yeah so did your mom have stuff in your house or things or items in your house, decor, that was like, were there crystals everywhere? Yeah, were there colors? So- there, Do you yeah. know
2: what? No one has ever asked me that question. Uh-huh. That's amazing. There were some crystals, but it was all very subtle. Mm. You wouldn't have known that it was a very spiritual house in that way. But my mum, we grew up with her doing yoga around the house, but, you know, back in the 80s before yoga was cool. Like, she was very much into that. My mum is an ex-journalist and big philosophy thinker. You know, we'd sit around the table as a kid and they would pose us questions like, is it really a dream or is it life? And at age eight or nine, you're like, wow, wow, that's a really big question. But we would have really big questions. Yeah. But nothing, yeah, other than her books and her tarot cards yeah. and a few crystals, that's what would make you realize that she was into this kind of work. Yeah. I and mean,
0: was she ever like, keep your hands off of those tarot cards because the energy <laughs> was too much or?
2: No, it really wasn't. It was something that was just there in the background. mm we listened to a lot of music mm. as kids growing up and i think music was a real way of expressing ourselves in the house yeah um music and dancing and looking back that connection to music and the words in music Having that that awareness, I think, for me, was a really big, powerful gateway and outlet as a kid, was, was music and
0: song lyrics. Yeah. Was she ever, like, be careful of the songs you listen to? Or was she steering you towards Cat Stevens? Or <laughs>
2: <laughs> was it
0: you. just, you know, like, freedom <laughs> with that?
2: Yeah, it was a freedom. It was like we would listen from, you know, everything... From Madonna to oh. U2 okay. to Penguin Cafe, which is like classical, like fun classical music. Uh-huh. we listen to classical, like everything was on the table of, yeah, what we'd listen to. Yeah. So yeah, it was really encouraged just to like all different types of music, which has shaped my music listening because I listen to everything and anything. Yeah. Apart from like loud
0: shouty music. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> are you just dancing in your house all the time?
2: Yeah, it's amazing what you can shift in two minutes. Yeah. And that's what's really fascinating. We don't realize how much we carry through the day and just putting a song on that we're drawn to because it does, it clears so much. So for me, yeah, clearing my energy, um, I love uh, rebounding. So having a rebounder in the house, putting a load of music on and bouncing up and down, it shifts
0: so much so quick. Yeah, A rebounder, like a little trampoline. little trampoline.
2: Yeah. It doesn't have to be one of those expensive ones that you can find. You can get some really good deals out there that are a couple of hundred bucks. Yeah. And just bouncing on one to your favorite dance tracks when you're having a really crap day or you're feeling stuck or stagnant in your body. Big, big energy clearer.
0: Now, in my mind, you said you grew up in the UK. I'm picturing mm-hmm. you, this is what I'm picturing, picturing like a cute <laughs> little cottage by a forest and your mother is like, come with me and walk in the forest. Was that <laughs> it at all or no? <laughs> I love you. Um, I lived in a village, so I lived in the countryside.
2: Yeah. So um, we did live in a village. It wasn't a cottage, okay. um, but I had friends that lived in cottages, which was always uh-huh. kind of fun to visit with beams. Um, but we did walk in the woods a lot and it w- was really fascinating was there was a wood near us that we used to call the Excalibur Lake Walk. (laughs) And it was very mystical and you could feel it. It was one of those as a kid where you realize the power of nature and the power of the reset because you kind of walked through these woods and down a path and down a hill. And at the bottom, there was this amazing lake surrounded by all these beautiful old trees. Mm. And yeah, we used to call it the Excalibur Lake Walk, and it was very <gasps> magical.
0: I love it. How important is nature
2: to you now? Oh, it's such a game changer i mean i used to live in london for 10 years Mm -hmm. and i realized i can do city living really easily like you know i remember visiting new york for the first time and being like wow how do i live here like just the energy of new york was like really exciting yeah but for me now as my work grows and i evolve and shift and change like nature is like Mm non-negotiable it grounds me it helps me clear my energy. It gives me messages and guidance and signs. Yeah. And yeah, and even bringing nature into the house just feels really important. Oh, that's actually something that was really big growing up for us. We used to call it the nature table. Um, My mum used to have um, a starfish and shells and things from nature, like pine cones of places that felt important to her in nature. And looking back, that was actually more of like... An altar space without her telling us that it was an altar. And what's really fascinating is that now I have the same. So I have a space where I'm like honoring nature in my home. And it's interesting that on an ancestral level, I too have gone and got a starfish and certain things that we relate to.
0: Yes. Yeah, in the house. But yeah, nature's a game changer. Yes. So is your home also filled with a bunch of plants and greenery?
2: So for me, I didn't have enough plants in my house before COVID hit. And just before, I got this massive intuitive hit of like, go and get more plants. And so I started to bring plants into my house. And then when everything happened, I was like, oh. I'm so glad I did that, <laughs> but it's such a game changer being able to like even if you're in a city or where you don't have um a lot of access to nature, bringing those elements into um your space is so important. I really, really feel that. I'm just so again, that grounding energy, that nature grounding energy because they support us to
0: get us back in our bodies. Oh my God, I love it. And do you feel like? They're talking to us. They're yeah. they're sharing that kind of energy with us. Oh, what yeah. are they doing? <laughs> yeah,
2: like um. Oh, definitely, very much so. Like I will have like um cacti um at certain places so if they're opposite a front door or near a front door they're really good for protection because they have that spiky energy so if you're looking to create some like protection energy at a front door or back door um mm. cacti are awesome Ooh. to really ground and kind of give some extra shielding yeah I have a Montserrat plant who is super chatty. Um, And once I had her in my bedroom, so I got this plant, I was like, yay, it's going to go in my bedroom. And I put her in the bedroom um, because she's a she, like she had feminine energy. (laughs) And I couldn't sleep. Like her energy was like super chatty, trying to get my attention energetically. And I was like, okay, you cannot live in the bedroom. This is not happening. So I moved her to a different part of the house and then it was fine. Yeah. So I think it's really important to listen to your own intuition around where you feel plants should go. And if it doesn't feel right or you're feeling off, but it doesn't make any sense, trust yourself and move it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. Now let's talk a little bit about your work.
0: One thing that you do is help people connect with their intuition. What's that first step someone can take when they want to learn how to tap into their intuition?
2: Yeah, slow down. (laughs) Because so often we're missing the signs, we're not noticing what's showing up, we're not noticing and seeing the patterns in our life that come through In the conversations that are happening around us, the repeated words, the themes that are coming through on the TV show or the film that you're watching or those music lyrics Mm. that are like screaming at you or you're not even noticing where your body is feeling like the tingles up your legs or noticing the hairs on your arms Mm. rise up or noticing how your heart really feels, or if your chest is tight. And so we're all intuitive, and we're receiving that intuitive guidance every single day, but we don't notice it because, you know, we get stuck in our head, or what we're doing, or rushing from A to B, or the things we've got to do and achieve and be. So yeah, my first, mm, I would just say slow down and start noticing what's
0: happening around you. Mm. Our intuition or our spirit guides, are they like over here just going, hello, like we're giving you all <laughs> the signs or are they cool with what's going on? Are they like, hey, you have your own path and timeline? Or are they just like, please slow um, down and listen? A bit of both, I think. Yeah. For me,
2: I, I really feel that sometimes they step back and let us um like do our thing and then I like to describe it that we'll get those mini pebbles that are thrown at us Mm -hmm. and if we're not listening the mini mini pebbles become bigger rocks and then if we're not listening to the bigger rocks and when then you know we're not listening and we're still not paying attention that's when those life moments come in to like stop us in our tracks so that we have to listen so that we need to take action or change course yeah so i i say that uh you know we're we're being guided all the time even when it doesn't feel like that because i really feel we can get stuck on the fact of oh but i'm not receiving the messages or i want it now Mm -hmm. and we can get really stuck on time frames as humans Mm -hmm. and and really um, focus on that outcome. So it makes us feel alone or isolated or that we're not supported. And I think by connecting to your intuition and knowing that you have this spirit team that are there, um, and once you begin to cultivate that relationship with your own intuition, your own intuitive body, and what's, how your body feels, and connecting to your spirit team, you begin to realize and trust that you are held and supported every single step of the way, even in those dark, tough, intense times.
0: Oh, it's so beautiful. Now, thinking of the intuition and what you said before, when you moved from the UK mm. to Canada, is that where you said you moved? Yeah, yeah, to Canada. Okay, so you got the intuitive hit, and then I think that you've mentioned that you just moved again, like maybe this past couple weeks. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So I moved to a different area of Canada,
2: which again was another intuitive hit. Yeah. I visited Canada in 2010. Mm. I went to Vancouver and I said, one day I'm going to live in this city. Mm. And I just knew it. There was just an energy of like, I know I'm supposed to live here. Mm. I was traveling there with an ex-boyfriend and we came home and had a discussion about moving there and what that would look like. And he was like, no, I don't think it's for me. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. and then we broke up and Mm I was so loud it was like how can we make this happen we need to make this happen how are we we making this happen I, I applied for a visa and I left it a whole year and I basically had like two weeks to take up the visa otherwise it would have expired and I was like now this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, It was a, just a big intuitive hit. I rocked up in Vancouver, no job, a place to live for a couple of weeks, um, two suitcases, and was like, do you know what? I'm going to give it four months. If I don't get a job in four months, I'll go home. Yeah, And I got the job in four months. It, it, ironically, it was that month. It took me four months, but that was when I got the job. and And then it just all... All flowed. Yeah. All flowed. And the recent move that I made within Canada, again, was intuitive hit. My guide's like, you need to move. Your person is not here. They're not here in this location. You need to move. And so, um, yeah, I
0: took action and and shifted. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love it. So. Are you hearing it like, does it sound like someone's whispering in your ear, like, (laughs) you need to go? or like? Yeah. And isn't it funny because, and I always say this, because sometimes people think that they're going
2: to get like a voice of God or a different voice in your head. Uh And actually it's my voice. And Mm -hmm. I know the difference because it comes in, you know, the intuitive voice comes in, gives you the message and then leaves. It's Mm -hmm. not like that anxiety voice that kind of flows around the head all the time and doesn't let go. Yeah, And it's also just a knowing in my body. And where I was living before I moved here, I did that off of before I left Vancouver... I took a map and I doused it with a pendulum and asked the pendulum, like, show me where I'm supposed to be. Like, give me the places on this map that I'm energetically aligned with. And I moved it across the map. Um, And then I took a
0: road trip off the back of the pendulum. (laughs) Oh my God. I love this so much.
2: And it works because the places on the pendulum showed me are the places that I've ended up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So would you suggest anybody takes out a map, though, and uses a pendulum? Or is this someone, really? I
2: would, no, anyone can. Um, I um, sometimes don't do it on, like, actually go and buy a paper map. Don't do it over technology. Don't, like, get your iPad out and, and pull up a map and do it, because I feel like the technology interferes. Like, go and get a paper map where you don't have any of that interfering with it. And, yeah, ask it. It's really important to ask a pendulum, like not multiple answers. It has to be yes or no. Yeah. So for me, I was asking, um, show me aligned places on the map and waited until it said yes or no and just yeah, took note of it.
0: So since the whole pandemic when a lot of people have like questioned where they're living, wanting to move, is this something that a lot of people are coming to you with these questions? Where should I go?
2: Yeah, all the time. It's fascinating. And spirit are very detailed and very specific. I'll always remember a reading that I gave a couple of years ago before the pandemic. The woman asked, like, where am I going to be? Where am I going to end up? Yeah. All I could see was Holland, 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 Holland. This woman was living in Canada. Oh. (laughs) And four weeks later, four to six weeks later, she messages me and she goes, you'll never guess what, Nat. She goes, I've got this job offer. And it's in Holland. Oh, my god! And I'm moving to Holland. And I was like, I just, I got goosebumps. I still get goosebumps telling it as a story. Um, Yeah. And one woman who, you know, who who asked where she was going to meet her partner. And I described this, like, beach area. And so she went to the beach area and ended up meeting her partner, like, there.
0: Oh, my God.
2: It's wild. I love it. And it still blows my mind. You know, I've done, you know, hundreds, thousands of, thousands of readings. Yeah. And it still gets me excited and blows my mind on, yeah, picking homes. I love with homes, people ask me um, if they're buying houses, what the energy's like. I can tune into the land of where they're buying. And I've given them like, oh, like, you know, they're like, is there anything that comes up? And I'm like, you need to look at the water rights. You need to look at the water rights. And then they've had problems with the water rights or, you know, asking them to look at certain areas of the land because there might be springs or wells or that there might be problems with specific piping. Yeah, yeah. so they get really detailed and really specific. And when I am doing the readings, I can tune into. to... I, it always blows people's mind where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know that room that's like you go up the stairs and you turn right and it's got X and Y in it and they're like, how do you know that? I'm oh like, my gosh. I don't know, they're showing me because then they show me the energy of people in people's houses that need to be cleared yeah. so it's like some people have like really creepy basements um and not everyone has a basement but they they show me sometimes some people who do have something in basements that needs to be moved on or even plants speaking and yeah. saying i don't like it here <gasps> i don't like you or you've just moved a plant haven't you and they're like what do you mean? How do you know that? I'm like, well, you moved this plant and they're really unhappy that you moved them and you
0: need to move them back. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: And they give me detailed specifics around, you know, decor in houses or, you know, saying, oh, do you know that you've always wanted to put that artwork on the wall and you haven't done it? Like, why haven't you done it yet? Yeah. Or like, you need to move this piece of artwork here and they get really detailed and specific on people's houses because our houses are a mirror of our own energy and have that sanctuary energy that we need to honor so it's always really fascinating what comes through on a, a design element or where people should put certain furniture they share stuff about people's kitchens yeah it's wild and even when people are also like protecting their land so how they need to grid their land how they can grid their gardens and what they need to do to really um, make their spaces feel yeah energetically sound and protected and that they are you know feeling like they have you know all the energy force fields up as well on their land and then some people when they're building houses as well put actual things into the foundations so they also get really specific on what things you can do and rituals and practices and things um, when people are building foundations of houses and loved ones come through it's amazing how many loved ones come through from the other side who have built houses it's fascinating when people come through from the other side and who have built houses and are really excited that their loved ones and their ancestors are about to build their own house or about to move or about to like do some woodworking, and that's what they used to do. It's so amazing what comes through. It's so detailed. Oh
0: my lord. And you don't have to see these spaces or be nope. near these spaces. You're just connecting with the guides, their yeah, guides. The
2: guides, the land, the energy of the house in particular, because every house has a has an energy. Mm. Some people reach out because they can't sell a piece of land mm. or they can't sell a house. And they're like, why can't we sell this? It's really weird. What's going on? And Spirit are really clear on, you know, sometimes a house doesn't want to be sold and you actually have to do a bit of a clearing so it's ready and you're telling it to be ready for the next people to come in. Yeah. Because the house itself is like, what do you mean you're leaving? What do you mean you're going to, you know, especially old family houses that have been passed on through generations for a really long time. They have a very specific energy And also ancestors who have been in those houses sometimes don't really want it to, you know, change hands and be in a different family's energy either.
0: Oh, lordy. Oh, my gosh. This (laughs) is so fascinating. I love it. (laughs) Now, do you feel like, in general, every space, every home, house, apartment, dorm room, whatever you're living in, does every space just, like, love to have a candle and a plant? Does it want to have some herbs um, being burned? Like, is there are there general things that every space is like, these are the basics?
2: Mm, yeah, I think it's just about putting your love and your energy into it. In the end, it's about what you feel is the energy, what you feel you resonate with. And if you do that to your space and you honour that as your space and you don't just see it as, oh, well, this is my lounge and this is my kitchen and this is where I live. Yeah. Um, it's about really investing in putting your energy into it, then that's important. And also, you know, doing regular energy clears on it. And that can be as simple as just opening the windows, mm. like air and just having that air reset is really, really important. Yeah. I mean, you can do smoke clearing, you can play music, Mm. musical instruments are really great. Again, sound and music to clear spaces. Yeah. Um, But I don't think people realise that the importance of clearing the energy of your house and giving it that reset, especially when you've gone through a difficult time and your energy's off, that's, you know, really important. Or, for example, say you've got a piece of furniture that you you know lots of emotions are processed on like your sofa or your couch you know go and give it an energy clear Mm. or say for example you found this amazing chair or something at an antique dealer or you found you know an item from a thrift store i would always energy clear it So because you don't know what has been put into or what that piece of furniture has been through because it's connected to its previous owner energetically. So it's really important and a game changer to also clear that painting, that chair, especially a bed frame. Yeah, yeah, because you're sleeping in it too. But yeah, and being open to that.
0: Yeah. Do you not bring antiques into your home or vintage items or do you and then you give it a clearing
2: i do and then i give it a clearing but i'll also know that some pieces even though i might really want them actually aren't for me and sometimes it's like no stay away
0: oh wow What about pets? I know you have a dog. Do our pets find us? Do we find them? Oh,
2: yeah. No, they find us. They're like, it's like kids. They find us. It's the whole, yeah, and dogs in houses. Like, he sees stuff around the house. Like, he looks at things, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I know. I need to do another energy clear around that, because I know when he's his eyes are all over and he's fixated looking at something in the corner, oh. you know, he's seeing things that need to be cleared too. So, wow. but yeah, they definitely find us. And that well, dogs are so sensitive to environments too. Animals come through to me all the time in one-on-one sessions and are like, why did you move their bed from X to Y? They loved being by that window or, you know, they're very environmentally sensitive too.
0: So as you've moved around, do you have things that you bring with you from place to place, from the UK to Canada that keep you grounded? Great question. I have a blanket that I um,
2: picked up a couple of years ago. Well, it's more like four or five years ago. It's this woolen blanket that's like made in England that I bought there that's got like tartan Mm -hmm. and it's made from English wool that I have on the sofa. And for me, that is, I don't know, having that taste of home. It's like, how can I bring the home here? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, couple more questions for you. Go for it. By the time we air this episode, we have just have passed April thirtieth. Which Mm -hmm. and we're in eclipse season, right? So May fifteenth is the what eclipse?
2: So May fifteenth is coming up is the from the top of my head is the lunar eclipse. Lunar eclipse. Um and we've got a solar eclipse April thirtieth, so we're in eclipse. The eclipse portal right now so yeah. eclipses bring through big changes transformations expect the unexpected divorces breakups pregnancies marriages oh. it's just a real reset time yeah and it's just really powerful I, I love the energy that comes through in eclipses and how yeah it just kind of gives ourselves that collective reset our personal reset and a collective reset and the earth can be really impacted by, you know, again, it's the magnetic pole, the shifts, the changes, the transformations, and again, how nature and the world reacts to that too. Mm. So it's always really fascinating to see what happens in the collective and the news around eclipses, but also kind of natural events and occurrences during um, eclipses too. That's always really fascinating to witness.
0: Yeah. Whoa, hold on to your seat.
2: Yeah, 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 it's big. Like we're in such a big time right now. And I know we've been saying that for the last couple of years, but we really are in such a powerful time of transformation. And that's why when everyone was like, yay, it's not 2020 anymore. It's now 2021. It's like, "Uh Uh uh-huh. And it's like, yay, we're in 2022. (laughs) And you're like, "Uh uh-huh. Like this is, you know, just between Uh now and 2026, 2027. Yeah. It's a real big reset on the planet. We're being presented with an amazing opportunity. And so if anyone is, you know, that energy of like, oh, it's the end of the world. All this stuff is going down. And it just feels big and overwhelming. Keep trusting that this is all part of transformation and a reset. And we're being forced to look at the shadow, the collective shadow, the things that aren't working in in our society, the things that don't work on our planet. You know, the light's being shone on them really loud mm. and really obvious, and we're being given an opportunity to look at them and say, no, this isn't right. No, we should change this. And that can be uncomfortable. That can be
0: difficult. But we're really being given an opportunity right now to make some big changes. Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, it's thrilling, a little overwhelming, yet mostly thrilling.
2: Yeah, I, I'm excited. And also, yeah, for me personally, I'm very, you know, I will keep up with what's happening in news events. And then I will go off into nature and be like, okay, cool. Yeah. And because there's an element, I think of, I can't change it. I can't change what's happening. All I can change is the energy of myself and know that by me changing the energy of myself and, and seeing that, that energy then ripples out into my friends, into my family, into my community that's how to be part of the change right now when you open the news and it feels so big and overwhelming and feels like you can't make an impact and you can't make a change and what's the point? And you can step into that, like, you know, fear, a massive fear programming of, mm-hmm. of everything. And so, yeah, I'm really just kind of in this space and groove right now of how can I be the best version of myself today and show up in integrity and authenticity because but just by doing that, that's all
0: that's needed right now words to live by natalie i love it i really do yeah trying yeah so i have one other question for you go for it our podcast is called being home with hunger what does being home mean to you
2: Mm, um oh i'm gonna get emotional it's really funny because i've always struggled with home home as a sense like of being in the uk and I think of someone that's like really traveled the world and the planet trying to look for home and that's why I've been asked to like keep moving because my guys have been really clear of like don't make home in the wrong place <laughs> and so there's an element for me of Home is me and home is my body. And I've really had to learn that through not putting the energy of home into a physical space. Knowing that the physical space is really important to anchor in, but knowing that I can also do that through my own body and where I am and my connection to my own intuition and my own inner knowing and my inner trust has been such a home sanctuary energy for me but I feel like I'm moving closer to that physical structure that feels like, yeah, this is my home and this is my space. And yeah, I turned 40 this year. So it's really fascinating because I always imagined that I would have like that traditional home, Mm. like space. Mm. And it's interesting that my life has had other (laughs) ideas of like all the amazing traveling and stuff I've done. But now I'm feeling this call to really discover and connect to the land because I think it's not just the house that you're connected to, it's the land that it's on. And I think that's really, really important, especially as so many people are going through so many changes and transformations and wanting to move. If you're, if someone's listening, they're like, yeah, yeah. I would just ask to be shown the energy of the land and connect with that versus just connecting to a house or a space. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. You're a beautiful soul.
2: Oh, thank you. So are you. Thanks for asking such amazing questions. I've talked about stuff I never normally get to talk about. So this is is amazing.
0: (laughs) I was so looking forward to talking to you. Thank you so much, Natalie.
2: Thank you so much. It's been brilliant, the questions. And yeah, it's been really
0: good. Thank you so much, Laurie. You're welcome. It's been a joy for me. (laughs) (laughs) To learn more about Natalie Miles, check her out on Instagram at I am Natalie Miles. Or visit Natalie's website, natalie-miles.com. That's where you can discover everything that she has to offer, including information on her podcast, her book, You Are Intuitive, The Doorway Activations, that's what I mentioned at the top of this episode, and upcoming events. Be sure to visit our show notes for direct links to where you can discover everything that's going on with Natalie Miles, and where you can also discover other episodes we think you might like based on this conversation, like my chat with spirit daughter Jill Winterstein or Feng Shui expert Christina Hollinger. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, senior designer, Maury Men, and director of audience development, Gina Goff. Hunger's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.